My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hey, everybody. Before we get to today's episode, a quick announcement on the Bible Bells front. We are so excited to announce that our third book, Abigail, the Bell of Bravery, will be out in time for Christmas. Through the story of Abigail, Rooney learns that she can call upon the courage of God to face any problem with the confidence that he will see her through it. Head over to BibleBells.com and pre-order your copy today. All pre-ordered books will be autographed and they'll include a free Abigail devotional for mom and daughter. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today, we've actually sort of ventured off the female heroes, female role models path for the couple of recent episodes that we've had. We Last last, uh, week was birthday episode and we had my husband, Brent Weidman, on. And this week, our guest is a very special guest. I am so excited to welcome Joel Smallbone. He is one half of my favorite band right now. He and his brother Luke are, they make up the amazing Grammy Award winning band for King and Country. And I don't know if you have had a chance or not to hear this band. They rock. And their new song, Priceless, just speaks so beautifully about what a woman is worth. And I think that's why I sort of have this soft spot for them right now and why they're just one of my favorites because the song is about our value as females and what we are worth in the Lord's eyes. And it's just, it hits home for me for so many reasons. It was so wonderful to be able to talk to him today. And I'm recording this intro you know, a little bit after I did the interview with him, and I'm, and you're going to hear from him in a second. They have created a new film of the same name. So the song is called Priceless. The movie's called Priceless. It opens in theaters today. If you have plans this evening, you need to cancel them, get to the theater and order tickets online, get to the theater and see Priceless, see this movie today or this weekend. It is really such a cool It is such a cool thing, I think, for me as a mom of a daughter, as somebody who grew up and struggled with all of these issues, self-worth, identity, you know, accepting myself as I was, just feeling comfortable, not feeling self-conscious. I mean, I could go on and on about my own struggle as a girl and what I watched just girls today struggling with and why we all exist, why the podcast exists, why Bible Bells exists. It is so cool to hear a male, a man, talk about the value of a woman the way Joel talks about the value of a woman. And it's refreshing and it's encouraging. And it just, and you'll hear this in the interview, but it just, you just realize that, you know, all this rah, rah, yay feminism, we all love women and let's support women. That conversation cannot be just a woman's conversation. It cannot take place in just our arena. And it's awesome to hear somebody like Joel to be so committed to 
you, you know, trying, you know, the issues behind human trafficking and, and prostitution and some of the, the really hardcore, you know, dark, dark things that are going on in this world, that he's a voice in in this generation that is standing up and is asking for, is calling for something different. So I am honored and blessed and so excited for you to listen to this conversation. So here we go. Joel, welcome to the show. Well, what a pleasure it is to be uh, on on this podcast. And I love I love the title too. You just shared with me about what you know Bell really means beautiful and I, I that's something that's very near and dear to our heart so good on you well thank you so much Joel and we're so excited that you're here so Joel for King and Country has been long champions of the priceless movement just for the people that don't know will you tell us a little bit about the movement and why it's been so important to you and your brother absolutely well there's a few um there's a few layers to that if you will as there is with most most things but Luke and I are two of seven kids and grew up in a in a, in a lovely family dynamic our parents have been married for 40 odd years and and love each other to the day and uh, to this day and so you have that and then and then our eldest sister who was an artist for many years went by the name Rebecca and James she'd she'd taken it upon herself to share about chastity in relationships and so uh, fast forward to about five years ago when Luke and I were really beginning to form the band for King Country he had just gotten married and um, I had actually met my now wife, Mariah Peters, at his wedding. She was a she was a wedding crasher of sorts. A no friend had in, uh, yeah, a friend had invited her as her plus one with the intent of introducing Mariah and myself, and it worked. And so, needless to say, around that time, love and relationship and commitment were all ideas that were very near and dear to us and they still are and so we we sort of launched out of that as the band began sharing a simple message to first of all to men charging us to be chivalrous in how we love and then also to women celebrating a woman's worth and and really just charge saying hey know that you deserve to be treated with the utmost respect and honor in relationships and it was Aaron it was kind of a equally exciting as it was alarming to see the response to this message one of the tangible things we did is we made these necklaces available that have an australian coin on them and they stand as a reminder to us that a woman's worth more than all the money in the world and we've seen i think to date about three hundred thousand men and women boys and girls rally around this and so it's exciting to see the response but also alarming to realize that culturally people are starving for this message this is this is just at the heart and soul of what we're doing at Bible Bells, and I just, to hear to hear someone who is not did not go through the experience of what it is to be a girl just have so much love and compassion for the females that are out there struggling through these feelings. It is such an inspiration to to hear just the life that you're speaking into into girls today and and what this means coming from someone who is male i can't tell you what it means oh you're very kind it, it, and it is an odd an odd thing in that it seems as though us men have been eerily silent in the conversation and i hope that we and i charge myself and luke with this i hope that we can be more a present voice in the world of championing a woman and empowering a woman and building a woman up. 
So did you resonate with the story of James Stevens? I, I, and you can share a little bit about how you sort of stumbled upon his story. But did you find any any corollaries or, or you know, did you make any comparisons between the way you feel yeah. this this worth of a woman to to the struggle and to what he went through in his story? Well, one of the great things about James Stevens is we could actually we could really help craft him and define him because one of the ways the film came about was we went to our brother Ben a few years ago as this priceless movement really began to lift off the ground and we said we feel like there's a a way that we could take this message to the silver screen that it's really needed culturally to share this and inspire those around us in this way and so that's what we did we uh I remember his eyes lighting up, Ben, as we shared this. And he said, hey, there's a story that I remember from a documentary years ago. And so we actually pulled some of the inspiration from that that true story. We married it to the Prices Movement. But if you look at James Stevens, he's a, as I would call, a still water. And what I mean by that is it looks on the surface like there's not much going on. But when you get down deeper into his character, there's a lot of layers to him. One is this tragic loss of his wife in, a, in an accident that really derailed his life. And he really became resentful on a lot of levels because of that. He was in and out in prison as a result. And then another layer of failure for him was his daughter. He was unable to look after his daughter after the loss of his wife. And so she was taken by protective services. So he's dealing with that failure. And then in an effort bad move again to try and get his life back on track he takes this under the table transportation job to drive a truck straight through a great distance no questions asked and he agrees to do it long story short he runs off the road midway through the trip and realizes it's not what he's carrying but who he's carrying he's got two young ladies in the back of his truck and they think they're going to be maids and waitresses and so he, he gets to the destination point not before he started really connecting and seeing a strength in the elder of the two girls. But after he drops them off, he realizes, incidentally, he sold them into slavery, into into sort of this prostitution ring. So you've got, there's three times, you know, he failed as a husband, he's failed as a father, and now he's failed these these two young ladies. And I, I, I sort of, the way I, I, I come from a very different history and heritage than James. But the one thing that I do greatly have in common with him is that we are all one or two steps or moves away from really being in a tough position life-wise. And I ask myself if I was in my marriage, if I was served the same hand as he was, how would I handle it? And so I do relate to him very deeply on that level, on, on, on his, his really troubled, tortured spirit. And that comes across very powerfully in the movie. I mean, there were times in the movie where I just I was blown away by and just really thinking through the struggles that he's going through and just feeling it right along with him. But just the the cruciality of like needing the Lord so much and needing that gentle guidance, like that gentle push to to step into that little voice that's telling you to make a decision or to care about somebody. And in this case, just to, to to show up and step in for someone who needs help. And I think the What was powerful for me is that you guys didn't shy away from the topic of human trafficking, which is a horrific part of society. It's a very dark and terrible situation that exists. I mean, even just in the United States. So why did you feel like that was an important piece to include? Because you could have easily told this story 
not through that lens necessarily of trafficking. Yeah. Well, there's a few, there's a few thoughts we had. One was you don't understand the light without seeing the darkness. All right. Let me rephrase. You don't appreciate the light in a lot of ways, unless you have the framework of darkness to a degree. And so we wanted to tell a dynamic story. We knew that. And one of the simplest questions we asked ourselves, Aaron, was if a woman is priceless and a human being is priceless, what's the antithesis of that statement? And that is that a woman, that pleasure, that love can be bought. And so that was inherently one of the great reasons to the, that a portion of this film does divulge into this trafficking world. And also because, as you well said, this is not only a world issue, this is an American issue. This is an epidemic arguably the epidemic of our age, uh, the disease, if you will, of our age. And I believe that there's a generation that is raising up that, that wants to do something about it, but it's just ill-equipped with information. And so our hope is through the inspiration of this film is partially to start a conversation, yes, with young people as to what's my role as a man and how I love a woman, what's my role as a woman under God in knowing who I am and not being defined by my figure, not being defined by a relationship, not being defined by a man, but being defined in the fact that I'm an image bearer of God. But then when you pull back the lens and take a 30,000 foot view of this whole thing, go, okay, what's my global responsibility as a man and as a woman? And honestly, Aaron, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to plant this story in America. That's why I went to all the trouble to lose this wonky accent that I have was because <laughs> we, we wanted to tell it in an American way because this is an American issue. Oh, it definitely is. I just I think, too, it's so it's so powerful for me to hear a man say some of this stuff. And I think, you know, most of our listeners are moms and, and moms of daughters specifically. And just, you know, the people in our kids lives that want to pour God's truth into our children and just. The male role in that is so crucial. I think, you know, a lot of times we spend so, you know, so much time and, and our, our effort talking to moms and here's, here's how you can pour into your daughter. Here's how you can support her. These are like the practical tips and tools, but I just, I want to give you a chance right now. Would you just speak to the dads out there? Just speak some truth, speak some encouragement over these dads who are mm. looking at this going, this is sort of mother daughter territory. And this is something that my wife is going to own as the mother to my child and, and not really feeling comfortable to sort of step into that as a man. What would you say to those dads? Well, first of all, I, I have to say that, admit that I don't have extreme authority in any of this. I'm not a father as of yet. And so I speak as a fellow traveler, as a man who is desperately trying to love a woman well and protect her and lay down my life for her. But I do, as, as just a, sort of a member of society, have had a real opportunity to examine family dynamics, particularly because this movement has really opened the door to a lot of conversation that we've had with people about it. And um, there's a few things that I, that I take away as a young man from these conversations and the information that I've gathered. One is that if you look at just men sharing about this issue, we are eerily silent. Um, and I said that earlier, that we are there's a lot of women like yourself. There's a lot of great mums. There's a lot of great speakers that are raising awareness for this. There's not a lot of men that are speaking and charging men to love well and, and to be committed to your wife and to lay down your life. So that would be my first charge to men is men. It's time for us to speak. 
It's time for us to challenge each other. It's time for us to share what we truly believe under God a, a woman is and celebrate a woman and celebrate a woman's strength and celebrate a woman's power and, and the, the ability that they have on so many levels that in so many ways, at least in my life, are so superior to, 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 to myself. And so there's, there's a beauty to celebrate that. And then secondly, to own this fact that when you want to talk about, let's take, you know, sex, slavery and human trafficking, for example, this issue is supply and demand. And the demand, generally speaking, to a large degree is coming from the male towards the female. The men are creating the demand and the women are the supply. And it's simple mathematics that if you do away with the demand, the supply diminishes. And so my charge to men is, men, this human trafficking thing is not a woman's issue as much as it's a man's issue. And we have to be doing everything as, as men to protect ourselves from the implications of that. And some of that is pornography. Some of that is, is the way we speak about women to each other. And some of that is the fact that we're not having conversations at all with each other. And some of it is that we're not aggressively attacking this thing and, and doing what we can to eradicate it. We wash our hands because it's messy and ugly and frightening and dark and mysterious and enticing. And so we, we sort of, we jettison the conversation and, and I, I have been convicted and continue to be convicted that we cannot do that for the sake of our families, for the sake of our daughters, for the sake of our wives. We have to, and for the sake of generations, future generations, we have to start having this conversation as men and leading the charge. Such a good word, Joel. So this movie comes out October 14th. Where is the best place for people to find out more? How can they buy tickets? Like, what are the, what are the details they need? Yes, as you well said, Aaron, it's coming out October the 14th, theatrically nationwide. And um, what, we're, what we're super thrilled about is the fact that it's coming out theatrically, and we hope to do this more in the future. But the one charge that I would have to anyone listening is please make an effort to come out on that first weekend, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Because what I've realized in getting into this is musicians, you have time to build a record and build the success of a record with, with film, you ha really have that first three days and a lot is riding on that. And so come out to the theaters, join this movement and this message, and you can go to pricelessthemovie.com uh, to get all your information. We're also on Twitter and Facebook, but that's a real Priceless the Movie. You can see the trailer. You can get showtimes. You can join us on the social platforms. That's really the best place to go. Awesome. Joel, as we wrap up, we do something quick at the end of each episode. It's called The Scoop. It's three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Obviously, our podcast is called Heroes for Her. We love heroes. So when you were younger, who was your hero? My hero when I was younger was, well, it depends on what age you go to. But as a really young boy, because I've always been involved in music, my dad's always I should say my dad's always been involved in music, and so incidentally the family has as well. But there was a band called Striper, this rock band that was long hair and the whole deal. I mean, this was 1980s, and, and I caught the back end of it as a real little boy. And they, I just thought they were the coolest thing ever. So I would go with Striper for all the older generations out there. Second question, what is a piece of advice that you've received 
that has impacted your life in a powerful way? I sat down with a with a counselor yesterday, and I know some of us cringe at that thought or even the fact that I would say that. And I actually, it's it's a, it's sort of what's interesting to me is we have these experts for everything. We have exercise experts, dietary experts, educational experts. But then when it comes to the mind, where we're very frightened to have an expert speak into that. And obviously, it needs to be the right person. But I sat across from this man yesterday and really just had a very honest, vulnerable conversation with him. It was the first time we'd actually sat down. And he gave me some great insight because the, the truth is, Aaron, you asked about James Stephen, the character who who had tragedy strike in his life. I have never had that. I've never had a grand moral failure. I've never had great loss. I've never dealt with mental breakdown. And I know, and, and, and as a result, if left to myself, I can be a bit self-righteous and judgmental about that, to be frank. And he just simply, he really referenced a biblical story about a prostitute and men catching her in the act and, and, and getting ready to stone her. And he told me about how they stone a woman in that time or how they stone someone. What they'd do is they would dig a four-foot pit, they'd put the person in it, and then they would fill it in to around their shoulders so that all that was protruding out of the ground was their head and their shoulders. And they couldn't defend themselves. And then the, the whole town would come out and they would, they would throw rocks at their head until they, they died. And that this was the reality of what was going to happen to this woman. And Jesus' response naturally was, he who's without sin cast the first stone. In other words, he who has not thought this, he who has not looked at another woman, he who has has not been jealous of the success of someone else, cast the first stone. And that very simple, mind you, word of advice for me and insight as to the fact that we are all on the same sinking ship of depravity and sin and that we're all in need of a Savior, that was a huge, um, was a huge message for me. Awesome. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? I want to fly. That is like the most popular one. Everyone's like, I just I want to fly to, around to, and go places yes, and like get there quickly. And, <laughs> but 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 for the sake for the sake of diversity, if we took flying off the table, I think it would be a really cool thing to be indestructible. I think that would be a you know that would be a pretty good superpower to have. I like that. Just just going right for strength. <laughs> well, well, because like it sort of is. You could jump off a building. If you're indestructible, you could jump off the Empire State Building. Think of what you could survive. do, totally. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, it almost becomes you're a sort of Superman without the wings, you know. Awesome. Guys, Priceless is in theaters October 14th, crucial first weekend. Let's go out and support Joel. Joel, thank you so much for being here and so many blessings over what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate it, dear. And uh, pass on our greetings and appreciation to the rest of the team. Lovely to be with it's you today. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let